Welcome to the MGU Podcast, Episode 4. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I am your other host, Gina. And we have done three episodes so far, and I think we're feeling pretty good about this so far. So fun. Yeah? I love it. Well, I'm glad. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm having a good time with this as well. Uh, A couple things we want to take care of right off the bat here is, first of all, again, we want to thank you to everybody who's listened to the Um, to our show so far and everybody who's following us on social media we really appreciate it yes we've had a lot of good feedback and some people have shared it and sent us text messages it's very nice it's very cool very happy about that just a reminder we do have a social media presence we are on facebook if you just look up mgu podcast we'll be there and then we are also on twitter at uh, we are at mgu podcast and i think it's the same thing for instagram as well right at mgu podcast Perfect. Yes. Perfect. So you can find us in a lot of places right now. Pretty much anywhere. anywhere. Well, those three places. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and also, we're now on iTunes. What? I know. I that's thought, so official. It's it's amazing. I. It makes me feel famous. I don't want to say that anybody can get on iTunes with any podcast they want. I'm going to pretend we're special. I mean, they had to approve us. They sure did. We had to wait for approval, and then we received it. And it felt good. Yeah. It turns out there are people that only want to listen to things on iTunes. Yeah, what what is that? They are beholden to Apple products and they refuse to expand their minds into the world of Android and what's their competition? I don't know. Are you taking a shot at me? Yeah, you use Apple. I mean, I do have a lot of Apple stuff, but I'm not a sheep. I know how to click on a link and listen to a podcast. That's true. Off of Podbean. You are an independent woman. I sure am. That's right. So, but uh, for everybody who said we should be on iTunes, there you go. We are. We're on there Stop now. Stop complaining. Yes. <laughs> there were so many complaints. So there many. Were, there were like two. How can we please both of those people all the time? Now we have. Fine. Hopefully we have. Great. Um, other thing we want to remind you of is we are running a contest. We are. Right? In honor of Stan Lee, every episode, Gina's dog, Charlie, will be barking at some point in the podcast. She will make an appearance with a bark. Right. If she barks at some other time during this podcast, we will either edit it out or we will laugh about it and tell you that's not the one you're, you want to listen to. Right. It's the trick of... Putting the bark in without having the other bark happen. She's uncontrollable, by the way. She is unpredictable and naughty. We don't know ever what she's going to do. But she's currently in the bedroom with a rawhide on her bed, on her memory foam bed, enjoying some... You have her on a memory foam bed. I just want to point that out, that that it's a memory foam bed for a dog. Yes. She has a memory foam bed. And she still would prefer to sleep on the bed with me. That's true. But usually when you're over because you spoil her. I do. You do. I do spoil her pretty hard. So uh, what we'll want you to do is listen for that bark. And then what you want to do is email us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com with a timestamp of when you hear the bark. And this week the contest will end on, what did we say? Well, our episode will drop on June 12th. Which is today if you're hearing it. Actually, no, maybe not. I don't know. It's whenever you listen to it. It's whenever you listen to it. I'm still figuring out how this works. Well, right. I mean, so if we have the contest and then they're listening after, they don't get the opportunity. Right. So I kind of think what we should probably do is say, if you hear our own Stan Lee, a.k.a. Charlie, bark, let us know the timestamp and 
the episode that you're listening to. Okay. And send that in. And then we'll enter you in the contest. We'll do a, so. We'll do a weekly contest, but people can participate no matter when they're listening. Oh, that is pretty good. How does that sound? That sounds really good. I'm glad we worked this out on the air. We worked it out on the air. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out off air. No, no. We're going to leave this all in too. So um, cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so listen for that. And what we'll do is we will post what swag. Uh, we're going to give the winner. Yes. And we'll have that on our social media at some point. We are currently working on some fabulous custom swag, MGU podcast swag. Right. And it will be posted on our social media so people can get a little picture of what they might win. Because what better swag to have than actually being a billboard for our own podcast? I mean, people are, they're screaming for it. Yeah, we... Can you hear them? Yes, I I do. Well, we have all the windows closed right now, so we don't hear anything else. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, sound good? Sounds good. All right. Well, why don't we go to the mailbag? Ooh, let's do that. Looking in the mailbag, I found nothing. We have nothing this week. Nobody wrote us a question. They said they listened, but did they? I'm not sure. I'm not either. But here's what we should do is maybe set an example and show people how this is done if there is mail in the mailbag. Ah, yes. Good idea. So what do you think? Does that sound all right? I think we should do that. I think we should each ask each other a question. That sounds like a great idea, Gina. Really? Yeah, thank, you. thank you. I just thought of that. It's very good. Uh, do you want to ask me first? Sure. All right. I will ask you first. Wonderful. My question for you, Michael, mm-hmm. is would you rather... It's a would you rather oh, question. Okay. So... Just have to pick one. I will. I will. Would you rather go camping in a tent for a weekend or eat asparagus for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a weekend? Okay. Would you rather go camping in a tent for a weekend or eat asparagus for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a weekend? This is a good question because uh, Gina knows that I do not like to camp at all. I like... I like to go outside. I like to hike a bit, but I don't want to actually want to stay outside for the evening and overnight, mostly because I fear going out of my tent to pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's a legitimate reason to fear it, but I do. And you also know that I don't like asparagus. Yes. Like it's one of about three or four foods that I truly don't like. Correct. So this is a tough one for me. For some of you, this might be very easy. For me, quite a conundrum. Here's what I'm going to say, though. I'd rather go camping for a weekend. And I'll tell you why. First of all, the food's better when you go camping. True. And you like camping, right? I love camping. And I assume we'd be camping together? Yes. I didn't specify that, but I will take you camping. If I mean, this is a hypothetical scenario, but I appreciate you playing along. I would rather camp with you for a weekend than eat asparagus that many times because first of all i'd be so hungry so (laughs) hungry and i don't like as much as you want yeah that's a problem so i think camping okay camping it is was a good would you rather that was a really good would you rather i do not have a would you rather question but you do have a question i do have a question it's your last day on earth what is your final meal Ooh. Well, is it dinner or lunch or breakfast? It's your final meal. Oh, I'm going to go with olive pasta. Olive pasta. Olive pasta. That's going to be your final meal. 
Olive pasta is going to be my final meal. For our audience that doesn't know what olive pasta is, can you describe it a little bit? Sure. Olive pasta for olive lovers only, Mm -hmm. obviously. Definitely. 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 But it is a very simple pasta dish that involves uh, olives, black and green, and bell peppers, a shit ton of garlic, and angel hair is my preferred pasta noodle on that. And you basically saute it all up and throw a bunch of Parmesan cheese in, and it makes something that is simple yet amazing. As someone who has experienced olive pasta quite a few times now, I can concur that is an excellent choice. We may or may not have eaten a little bit of olive pasta over the past few months. You almost slipped and said over the fat two months. Over the fat two months. <laughs> you almost We did. may or may not. <laughs> so I like the choice. Thank you. And that's the mailbag. So Gina, we're at that point where we find out, based on a movie poster, what you think the movie Thor is about. And I went ahead, Michael, to help you and put in front of you the movie poster. I really appreciate that. By so the way. that while you're listening to my description, and I hope all of our listeners will also pull up the movie poster so they can see how very little I had to work with. Again, this will be on social media. Yes. So your synopsis of Thor. So Chris Hemsworth plays Thor who has been conjured by a young boy playing with a Thor doll and comes to life in modern times, even though he's a mythological character from long ago. He awakes in his human form, dazed and confused, and then he bumps into Natalie Portman, who is kind and offers him a meal and tries to, get him, tries to help him get to the bottom of whatever is happening. They will, of course, have an instant attraction to each other. Also, Thor is as surprised as anyone when it turns out that his hammer has exceptional strength and power. And good thing, because there's evil on the way. The older bearded guy on the poster, with the mean look and the eye patch, is definitely up to no good. I think he's probably planning to take over a small island where innocent and good people live in order to continue building his empire of doom. The other two people on the poster, I don't know who they are, are in the old guy's evil posse, but Thor will dominate them all and save the island and the future of the world. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think you nailed it. Nailed it? Perfect. Awesome. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go watch Thor. Uh, this movie stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, Rene Russo, Idris Elba, many more people. Anthony Hopkins, that's Anthony who Hopkins. it was. Yeah, and it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. So we're going to go watch it. Are you ready to do that? I am so ready. Let's we'll do it. We'll be back. Okay, we are back. We got the chance to watch Thor. And I feel like there's a lot to talk about. I agree. So before we actually get into the movie, we're going to hear Gina's 23-second synopsis. Are you feeling like you can get this all in? Yes. You got uh, it this Today time? is the day. This is the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, really, I'm really happy to hear that. You may recall that Nick, my almost son-in-law, said he believes in me. and That's all you need. That's all I needed. I needed one person if, to believe in yeah, me. Yeah, because I don't. 
I know. I yeah. I know. I I don't. I know. Uh, but Nick believes in you. I mean, he may or may not be a semi suck up, but you know what? I'll take it. It's possible. So, uh, are you ready to get started with it? I'm ready. Go. Okay. Thor is. Uh, he's the heir to the throne and he's very, very powerful with his hammer, but he's not ready because he's immature and he's a total prick. And so he gets exiled from his place he lives and sent to earth without any powers and his hammer gets sent separately. And then his brother is evil and he stays behind and causes trouble. But meanwhile, Natalie Portman is a scientist and she finds him and she, that wasn't bad. I think you did a pretty good job. I again, twenty three seconds. It's not just, much. No, and I. You panic. Well, I really, I felt I was overly confident. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I mean, when I had to, I had to go let Charlie out to go to the bathroom, and I was in my head like, I got this, I got this. I yeah. Was, I was. I had the bullet points. I was going down. I actually, I thought I was. I thought I was ready. You hit a few bullet points, um, but uh, you left a lot out, which seems to happen a lot. Uh, you tend to. I've noticed there's an emphasis on, on, on reminding us that the characters are all dicks because that's what they are. Every character that we've had so far has been kind of a dick. True. Right. I guess that's a big part of their transformation. It is, and yeah, that's that's you know can't overemphasize. I wasn't that. even planning to say that. It just. That's just what happens. So, well, so good job. Mm. Getting better. Thank you. <laughs> but let's let's talk about your your previous synopsis, the actual predictions. Did you get anything right in that synopsis? Mm, let's see. Anything. Well, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Was he a doll? <laughs> did he get the powers from a doll like Chucky? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he did awaken his human form. <laughs> he did. That's true. He did. Dazed and confused. And he did bump into Natalie Portman. Yes, he did. Yeah, well, she bumped into him. And they had an instant attraction to each other. That was true. Some of these things are a little predictable. Sure. Um, That's it. I pretty much... You kind of bombed. Yeah, it was a massive, Iron Man colossal... 2? Iron Man 2, you did great. This one, wow, nothing. Really very little. Yeah, I didn't... You know, again, as we have said over and over, I don't know what the you movie is nothing. about. This is and... no joke, everybody. If there's ever proof that she really knows nothing, here it is. So, But when you think about what the movie is, uh, it's it's basically... It's a redemption story, much like Iron Man. Yes. It's this guy, Thor, who is a dick. Let's face it, is a dick. Um, he goes in um, and he goes into the Frost Giants and basically declares war on them when he shouldn't have. And his father, Odin, who had had an uneasy truce with the Frost Giants, banishes him to Earth. And he has to find himself to make himself worthy so he can get the hammer and take out the Frost Giants. Meanwhile, Loki is double-crossing him and double-crossed him. And also, um, am am I doing that pretty well? Yes. Yeah, okay. And what Loki, else happened? Loki's evil. He's the yeah. evil brother. And we find out the, the dirty, dark secret about him. Right. So, yeah. And then Odin uh, has a basically looks like a heart attack, a mild heart attack. I don't know what exactly happened mm-hmm. there. Uh, but uh, Loki takes over as king, even though he probably shouldn't have. And uh, Thor comes back and uh, avenges his father and blah, blah, blah. It's all very silly. It's, a, it's very much a redemption arc. Right. Very predictable. Yeah, very predictable. I don't know if I summarized it that well as maybe you did better, actually. Yeah, try doing it in 23 seconds, no, Michael. No, that's, that's you. That's your job. <laughs> so it is very difficult. There's no doubt. It is. So before we start talking about what we liked and didn't like about the movie, would you like some fun facts? I would love some fun facts, Michael. Michael. 
Thor was released on May 6, 2011. Thor earned $65.7 million opening weekend. It earned three hundred. Oh, excuse me. It earned one hundred and eighty-one million dollars in North America and four hundred and forty-nine point three million dollars worldwide. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. Thor received a score of seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, a pretty good score. I did look at some of the reviews, and Roger Ebert hated this movie. Hmm. He gave it, I think, one and a half stars. Really? He did not like it. Okay. I thought it was just junk. It was pretty funny. I enjoyed reading it so much. Yes. Um, audiences polled by Cinema Score gave Thor a grade of a B plus which is pretty good. I think Iron Man 2 actually had an A, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. This had a B+. Mm -hmm. So um, some facts about the director. The director, well, actually who the director was going to be. Director Sam Raimi first developed a concept for a Thor film in 1991, but eventually abandoned the project. Do you know who Sam Raimi is? Nope. He directed the Evil Dead movies, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Do you know any of those? Nope. Sad. Uh, Spider-Man 2. He also directed Darkman, if you remember Darkman. Anyway, okay. I mean, I'm getting just a blank look from you. I've heard of Spider-Man. Sam Raimi's a very good director, and you should I see. believe you. Anyway, maybe we'll have a Sam Raimi thon one of these days. Uh, okay, it was uh, the movie was owned, the rights to the movie was were owned by 20th Century Fox and s- eventually going to Sony Pictures and then to Paramount Pictures before finally being announced as a Marvel Studios production. It was just kind of all over the place in development hmm. for a long time. It took 19 years for it to finally get to the big screen. Wow. Thor also had several directors attached. Sam Raimi, as we mentioned. Guillermo del Toro. Oh. You've heard of him, right? Mm-hmm. Good, good. Uh, DJ Caruso, who I didn't know who that was, but I guess he was kind of a TV director. He directed okay. a lot of things there. Uh, before finally getting Kenneth Branagh. Do you know who Kenneth Branagh is? No, I do not. Okay. Kenneth Branagh uh, directed and starred in several film adaptations of William, Sh- William Shakespeare plays, including Othello, Hamlet, and Henry V, for which he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor and Best Director. And that was huh. back in 1989. Okay. So he did a lot of Shakespeare. And I don't know if you noticed Thor, there's some Shakespearean elements in this. Yes. A lot of betrayal. Yes. You betrayed me. So Indeed. a lot of that. Yes. Uh, he was also in the movie Wild Wild West, which was a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, I believe you. Uh didn't see it. Oh, God. Anyway, Won't see it? No, don't. Daniel Craig was the first choice to play Thor. Mm. But he was committed to being James Bond, so he had to pass on the role. Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston both auditioned for Thor. Uh, Tom Hiddleston played Loki. Uh, the right choices were made, obviously, with those. Yes. Chris Hemsworth is definitely Thor, and Tom Hiddleston's a great Loki. Chris's brother Liam also audition- auditioned for Thor, and then was never heard from again. <laughs> so, Ouch. Uh, one other casting thing. Um, Jim Carrey was the original favorite to play Loki. Which oh. I think would have been a disaster. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard to know with Jim Carrey because I think he, he plays... I've seen him play some really interesting roles like Truman Show. And, and he can play serious. I'm wondering what he would have done with this one. Because I remember him playing the Riddler in the Batman movie years ago. And he played it over the top, which he should have. And I'm yeah. wondering if he would have brought that over the top element to Loki. Yeah. Do you think that would have not worked for Loki? I don't think so, but I don't know. It's hard to know without them actually playing the role. True. So. I, I, I can kind of see him in it, but again... The, who they picked was perfect. I think so, too. Even though I had no idea and still really don't know who that was. I don't think a lot of people knew who Tom Hiddleston was before. What has he done since? He's done stuff, but I don't really know. Okay. He's, he's been Loki a lot. 
So oh 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 I shit I spoiled spoiler something. sorry about that uh, I'm not really sorry you probably can figure out Loki's gonna be around I while. saw him you I did saw see him, him in yeah. that end credit scene so overall what did you like about this movie so what I loved okay so one of the things I loved was Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he's I mean, great. Again, you know, not a super huge role, but he he was great. Yeah, he was he was just he was an excellent, powerful god. And when he was angry, he was so angry, and I mean, he was great. It's kind of great with Anthony Hopkins that he doesn't need a lot of time to make his presence known. Yes, because I mean, when he was in Silence of the Lambs, he was not really in that movie that much. Yeah, but we that's remember, true. We mm-hmm. remember him. We remember that role, Hannibal Lecter. That's such an amazing role. Right. So it's, he's such a good yeah. actor. He was very powerful in this in more ways than one. Yes. Uh, okay. And then I also, I really, I like, loved the special effects. Yeah. I was really impressed with the special effects. I, <laughs> these are kind of very random specific things. That's great. But I really liked, I thought Destroyer was a really good, like yeah. evil, evil I don't know, robot it's a, yeah, character. It looks like a robot. Yeah, I don't know just, exactly. But, but yeah, but just really scary looking yeah. and so violent. And I really liked that evil character. Yeah. Uh, the comic relief was enjoyable. You know, there's always there's always some comic relief. And it was kind of the specifically the comic relief of the Norse god on Earth. Right. Right. Just yeah. the silly, his, his language and... You know, that's fun. Yeah, the, that's pers- very... the person out of place. Right. Yes. That's a fun, that's always a fun little trope. Yeah. Um, I really liked the openings. It wasn't really the, well, yeah, it was the opening scene when they went and they went to, now I'm going to forget the, when they went to the frost giant planet. Yeah, yeah yes. I can't remember the name of it off <laughs> okay. the top of my oh, head, good. which is fine. I'm not the only one. Yeah. When they went there and they had that sort of epic battle scene and the whole scene was very much, I don't know if it was fully in black and white, but it certainly was primarily all the hues were blacks and whites and grays. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Thor's cape was red. Yeah. I just like the visual imagery there. Yeah, very I, cool. I thought that was really cool. Um, well, I also, I, I do enjoy how everything's starting to come together. So the obviously world, right? that we're in our fourth, yeah, we're in our fourth movie. And so they're now, you know, Agent Coulson's been popping up, obviously had a much bigger role in this movie. Yes. And so I'm, it's all starting to make sense to me more. And right. so I did, I did enjoy that element of it. I can see how it's building and how much fun it is really to kind of just be a part of this as it goes on. So yeah. And you can imagine if you are a big comic book fan, there's a lot of little things that are dropped in here and I'm not a big comic book fan. So I have to look up the, the, what they call them Easter eggs, like the things that are kind of the nods to the comics. Like what I told you about Donald Blake for one thing, the name tag, that's Thor's name on earth. Um, that, right. That and that was Natalie Portman's ex-husband's Something t-shirt like had a name tag of that on. Yeah. yeah. And so I would have never known you that, never but that known. was cool that you mentioned that. Yeah. There's these little things. The other thing, uh, you were talking about the world building, uh, Jeremy Renner, you see Jeremy Renner in here. Yes. With a do. bow and arrow, right? You don't know a lot about it yet, but you will. But there's a little bit of that. It was one of those moments that I can tell you when I went to see the movie in the theater that people went nuts because it was one of those things. Oh, I recognize who that is. Not Jeremy Renner, but the character. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. and you know, I just have to say you are having a harder and harder time keeping your mouth shut. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. You, you, <laughs> that was the moment when you were like, did you see who that was? Did I, you see who that was? <laughs> I did kind of dork out. I got excited. Uh, but it's one of those things you, you've told me in the past that you forget things. It's true. And I want to put that little I stamp. will own it. Yes. Yeah, I want to put that little stamp in there so you say, hey, 
remember that because that's yeah. going to be because I still cool might better. forget it. Let's face you it, you still might. Yes. So thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else that you liked in the movie? Uh, let's see. Um, well, I thought I, I enjoyed um, so the some of the other movies. You know, obviously Iron Man built his own suit, and that was mm-hmm. his thing, and. You know, the Hulk was a whole different thing with science. And this really, you know, going back to, to the mythology, which I don't know a ton about mythology, but yeah. it was fun how they connected that all together. I just, I enjoyed that aspect of it. So nice. that was another. Yeah. So I think those are my main high points those are some of great what ones. I liked. Tell yeah. me what you like. What did I like? Uh, I will say out of the movies that we've seen so far, I think this is by far the best acted movie. Um, best oh. actor of the Marvel movies. I think that everybody in here is a strong actor. Okay. I thought Chris Hemsworth, somebody I, I think if I remember right, he the only time I ever saw him before this was as um, Captain Kirk's father in the Star Trek remake. Oh, that's the only time I remember seeing him before this. Um, so I didn't know a lot about Thor, and I can tell you when I went to see this movie, it was not a movie I was out of the Marvel movies. I don't remember being very excited about this one for whatever reason. But I thought he was great. I think Tom Hiddleston as Loki is just fantastic. Uh, I like Natalie Portman. She's just a great actress. Uh, And uh, I don't know about the role necessarily. I thought it was a good role. But I think she's a great actress. I just Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. um, Idris Elba is in there as as Heimdall. I think he's great. He's just this brooding man. (laughs) He's amazing. And so I thought the acting all around is fantastic. Like you said, the special effects... I think Asgard looks really cool. The yes. Rainbow Bridge. Yes. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yes. Um, I, I think that's that's amazing. I love the Shield storyline that's still going along. They're always kind of there, um, right? They're invest- investigating the hammer and the way they set up everything around the hammer. There's a whole camp around just this right. hammer in the dirt. I love that so much. And Coulson is great. Um, the uh, Clark Gregg is the yes. actor who plays him. He's I agree. So great. Uh, I enjoy that a lot. I actually thought the redemption story arc worked for the most part. I think it's great. Uh, I, he, he uh, Loki, uh, Loki's thing is that Thor is arrogant. He's reckless. I think he says he's dangerous. Right. And Loki's absolutely correct in that. Yes. Thor is not fit to be king. Now, you know, whatever Loki's methods are after that, you know, whatever, fine. But Thor is kind of a terrible person. Yes, very much so. It gets resolved, of course. It's quick because it's a you know, they have two hours and so it got resolved a little quickly and it was very silly how it gets resolved. Kind of basically says, I apologize to you, Loki, that I haven't been the best brother or whatever he says. And it's like, oh, here's the hammer. I get it back. Hooray, I'm worthy again. That was a little silly, but okay. I was fine with it. Um, And I, yeah, and again, I just think Loki is fantastic. I think that's where I really got excited. I just think, what what a great villain. Yes. I think he's a great villain. Uh, and uh, the humor is great. I um, I was surprised at how much I liked Kat Dennings in this, where she played Darcy, the the, the, the political scientist, the intern, or the, intern, yeah. Yeah. the uh, only the only applicant. Yeah, I mean, I I did laugh out loud when uh, when Thor says he's looking for Molnir's hammer, and she goes, "What meow meow?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> that made me laugh way too hard. So those that I loved that. So those okay. were all things. Those were really big highlights for me. Cool. Um, what are some things you did not like? <laughs> it sounds like you have some with that laugh I'm assuming there's several well I just well I'm laughing mostly because you were listening to me moan and groan a little during yeah, the movie yeah. at some of you know so I, I think that well just a couple small things I didn't really 
understand or care for that scene where Odin Anthony Hopkins collapsed because as you said earlier was it a heart attack it was so strange he just sort of went down and I felt like that was kind of weak I don't even know if they explained it was it was did uh was it Renee Russo's character who plays Odin's wife um did she say it was almost like it was heartbreak well, she didn't say it. Loki did. He oh, Loki said did. he said it was too much for father. Just the the combination of you know banishing Thor, right? And what what was the other? There was something else. His antics was it was just too much. Yeah, and which... he had just sort of collapsed. But it was just it was a little weak. It was kind yeah, of weak. Yeah, I, I so I that agree was with you one there. thing. But on to another thing that I didn't really care for. Yes. Um, I I I do like Natalie Portman. But I was not, I just struggled with her in this movie because at first she seems like she is this really, really intelligent, you know, scientist and she's, she's tracking all this and she's isolated herself off in the desert so she can study all these things. And she just falls for Chris Hemsworth like a silly little schoolgirl. And, you know, I knew it was going to happen. Well, actually, I didn't know it was going to happen that much because they don't—they haven't shoved it down our throats quite that much in this some of forced. the other movies. The romance is forced. It was just so, and and we didn't. And I realize, as you said, they we only had two hours, but they really didn't. Why were they so in love with each other? Just pure physical attraction, because it wasn't like they had a big heart to heart. Or I agree I, with you. That, I, I thought that that was weak, and so then once I felt that was weak, I just sort of her character started to aggravate me a little bit she seemed very very um she started to, and maybe it was my perception but she seemed more ditzy as the movie went on she mm-hmm. seemed more silly and just sort of oh i just what am i gonna do without him and i i just i don't yeah. know it's she, just felt weak it's one of those things i think with that happens especially in these i think it happens for quite a while why do the women exist in this movie it's for the men to be get better you know what I mean? Wow. Did you hear what you just said? Well, that's why. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's that's terrible. Yeah. You know, you, I'm not saying it as a good thing. I mean, it's that <laughs> just, the fact that she's. But just hearing you say that out loud is. Well, I don't know. Did it, I mean, I didn't mean it to sound bad. I hope it didn't. But the idea that she's there, she's a scientist, she's doing her thing. But her existence is there really for her to fall in love with Thor for whatever reason. Like you said, it's very weak. And that's that's why she's there. Right. What other purpose can she serve? I mean, that's that's a big problem. And I, I get he had to have a tie back to Earth, right? And sure. he has to have a reason to, you know, otherwise, why would he care? Yeah. But it just, it, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure what else they could have done with it. But the scene where he is, well, and you, we were talking about redemption too, mm-hmm. you know, and he, there was the scene with Loki where he says, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, brother, whatever. But I thought that the really cheesy thing that happened that was where I felt it was really predictable what was when he decided that they had to stay there and help the, the humans and get yeah. them all to safety. And she said, well, if you're staying, I'm staying. Oh, yeah. And then they had a couple of really contrived scenes of them carrying children and putting them, sure. putting them in the back of you know pickup trucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's just... That, that was, didn't work. It was pretty over the top. Yeah, that didn't work for so, him. That was a little. Yeah, I I would like to circle back to the idea of what purpose um, Jane Foster, which is Natalie Portman's character, what what she serves. Also, you were talking about kind of with the she's well again she's there as a romantic interest. There, why is she a romantic interest? Why is she that upset when he leaves? It's it's not like they've been going out for a long time. They literally just met. Right. And she's been isolated in the desert, living in a camper, eating cereal for dinner. Right. So 
That yeah, that's, and never cared before. Right. And the thing is, if you're creating this world, right? Why not? Why can't you stretch that out? Yeah, right. I agree. Why can't I that wanted be more? Next? Yeah, I'm with you. I totally agree with that. That's something actually that is on my things of list. Uh, on my things I don't like. Okay. Is, the romance is forced. And I mean, you get that in a lot of these movies where the romance is, wait, why are they kissing? What what happened? Right. Why is this happening? Right. This was definitely a case of that. Also, their kiss was kind of lame. Did you look at it closely? No. One of those two and maybe both of them are not good kissers. That's huh. all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I would kiss Natalie Portman to find out. I'd okay. be honest. Well, if you ever get the opportunity, I'll you'll have to let me know. No, I wouldn't do it. God. Should I'd kiss Natalie Portman well, to find I, out. You should. Uh, what else didn't you like? Anything else? Um, I took one other note that said falsified data with two question marks, and I have no idea what I was talking about. Oh, good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's all that I have that is really significant. Yeah, the, the romance part was annoying. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really bothered me. I, you know, I thought the, you know, I don't think the movie had to be two hours. I think they could have actually, I thought the middle part did drag a little bit. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I actually felt like it moved along. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really necessarily feel dead places in the movie. It's I just felt some cheesy contrived places where I started to feel like, "Oh, yeah, this isn't this is another one of these kinds of scenes gotcha. that we've seen over and over and over again." Yeah. This movie is very much a formulaic movie. Yeah. It's it's the Marvel formula. Right. It's very much here. It's the redemption arc. Everything's there. I think this one probably when you were talking about in the first, I think it was first episode where you looked up the typical right movie. This is this is it. This is the one that probably hits all those points the best. Yeah, actually, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, that. yeah. Where I th- it's where the hero has got it. What the it's a redemption arc, but also he falls in love and has to save the woman and you know falls down and then comes back and it's. I think that hits it to a T. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, anything else we want to hit on about the movie? Um, I guess um, as far as Loki, so did you, when you, maybe you can't even remember from the first time okay. you saw this, but the first time you saw it, were you pretty confident? When were you confident that Loki was the villain? See, this, this is partly unfair because as uninformed I am about comic books, I still do know a little bit just from osmosis for my friends. Okay. And also uh, there's a video game that I played. I might've mentioned this in the first episode. I don't remember. There's a game that came out years ago on the Xbox, the original Xbox called Marvel ultimate Alliance. And the thing about that game is it had just about every important Marvel character in there. Oh, so many. And, and, and a lot of the stuff were um, there was a part. Well, I should say this. There's a part in the game where you're actually answering trivia questions to kind of gain experience points for your characters. Oh, well, okay. So you had all kinds of background I had some background, yeah. And Loki, yeah. So I knew Loki was going to be the bad guy right away. Okay. Uh, And uh, and I think even if I didn't know, I think it's... It feels like, again, it feels like it's tagged pretty early. It seemed pretty obvious to me honestly just sort of from his look yeah. there's a whole thing with the dark-haired person being the the villain and the light-haired person kind of wavy being, yeah okay. and he kind <laughs> of had that you know and so when he turned and had that look and we knew that he was the uh, a frost giant the frost no, yeah yes yeah. yes or he was one of those 
Yeah. Yeah. He was part frost giant. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I mean, I, I really saw him as the villain pretty early on. So I, I just yeah. was curious if that was, if I'm getting better at this or. You're probably if... getting better or it's just <laughs> obvious. The, one thing, yeah, with uh, Loki that's interesting that the movie brings up is that Loki is not actually Odin's son. Right. And uh, he's actually, he's part frost giant. Right. And, but Odin in a battle takes Well, is him. he part or is he f- I, I can't tell if he's part or is totally... Because he said, Odin said, I found you, you were just a helpless, you were a helpless baby, you were an innocent, helpless child. Right. So... Well, how come he doesn't look like the other frost giants then? Unless unless the frost giant, I don't know, had sex with a human? I mean, that's possible. I'm not totally sure. See, this was one place where I actually didn't question the absurdity of the fact that he, you know, I just figured, yeah. well, he was raised by... He was raised by them, and so he just, I don't know. I guess I didn't really. I might look that up later. Okay. Just to find out, because I'm not sure. I am curious about that. Um, There was another, I guess there was some more about Loki that was a little bit confusing to me, because he let them, he let the Frost Giants in during that initial scene. We find out later that he had let them in. Yes. But why did he do that? I think it was to because it would draw Thor into war. Okay, that was so, my thought anyway. That, so he was trying to set Thor up to act out and become basically not become king. Basically, take away the fact that that's and I might be wrong on this okay. again. That's how that's how I looked at it is that he was setting up Thor to fail. Okay, essentially, and not be king. Well, and I think I guess I wasn't entirely surprised to see Loki show up again in that end credit scene because he is that kind of character where I felt like we didn't have all the information and maybe we were going to get some more later. Yeah, yeah. And the end credit scene, uh, we'll touch on that now. Okay. Is what is that right? What happened exactly? You see Nick Fury again, which is always a nice thing to see Nick Fury. Yes, indeed. And he's showing that there's a, a, a cube that looks like it's a power cube essentially that has a lot of power. Right. And uh, the character again, the Doctor, uh, he's played by Stellan Stellgard, Do- yeah, Skarsgard, Doctor. Stellan Skarsgard. I can't think of his character's name. Right. But he shows up, and then you see Loki speaking in his ear, and he repeats what Loki says. Well, he's not exactly speaking in his ear. Well, he's there. Loki's sort of a he's he's sort of there, off kind of to the side. But of course, we know about Loki that he can duplicate himself in a sort of holographic form. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was really strange. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely setting up future movies. Um, you can even see at the end credits, it says, Thor will be back in the Avengers. So Yes. Spoilers everywhere. Which, by the way, is only two movies away. Okay. Which is pretty crazy. That so, is crazy. Um, awesome. So let's talk about our overall thoughts. What do you think of Thor? I thought... I thought that I, I liked the special effects and I liked the action. It's kind of what I expect in a mm-hmm. just sort of action superhero origin story kind of typical movie. Um, I didn't love it. Okay. I don't know if I hated it as much as Robert Roger Ebert did with one and a half he stars. He hated it. He oh, hated oh it. Oh my gosh. It was a wonderful review. Um, but I definitely had enough problems with some of it that it wasn't one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, so like definitely not love. Right. You're okay with it. It sounds like right. lukewarm. I thought it was okay. Okay. How about you? I like Thor and I think it's because uh, it's, it was low expectations Okay. And I know going in, even when I saw it the first time, I remember, I, I don't remember who I saw it with, but I remember I said to the person, I said, oh, that wasn't, 
that was better than I thought it would be. Well, why was it low expectations? I don't know. It just I think I was looking at the previews and I was, I didn't know who Chris Hemsworth was. I didn't care about Thor that much. Just there was just nothing there that excited me. I don't know what it was, but when I saw the movie, I said, "Oh, this is actually kind of fun." And um, watching it again this time, I had a lot of fun watching it again. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it was definitely entertaining. I yeah. didn't get bored. Yeah, it's not a boring movie. Is it a great movie? I don't know if it's a great movie, but it's. I thought it was a solid movie. So you like it, or I like you it. I like really it. like it? I like it a lot. Okay, I actually like Thor a lot. Okay, it's uh, it's it's a good movie. I think it's kind of an underrated one. Uh, by a lot of people, which I understand. I understand why people don't like it. There's definitely things in here not to like, but they also don't bother me that much. Yeah. Some movies, they bother me, some they don't, but this was good. I I did think it was interesting that the Rotten Tomatoes score and the audience, how they vary from movie to movie. Yeah. Because Iron Man got that A rating, right? When Rotten Tomatoes, Iron Man, I'm sorry, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 2 had the A rating when Rotten Tomatoes had it in the 70 something. I think it was 73 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one was a little, this one was a little closer, although the audience still liked it more than Rotten Tomatoes. I I think think Marvel movies are, if you look at those, the, the cinema scope score, which is the audience score, is tend to, it will tend to, um, it will tend to be positive. Yeah. Tend, that's just because the people that go see it really like these movies. They really love the world. So a B plus, it might be like a four star Amazon review. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Where you're like, oh, four stars. I don't know if I can really trust that. Well, and I couldn't help but think, and and as this goes on, I mean, people, there's excitement about the world and the world building. Yeah. And so you're getting, some of these movies are probably going to get a little bit of a pass. Sure. Just because people are so invested. They're so yeah. into it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. So let's go to the rankings. Okay. okay. Uh, so, so far we've seen Iron Man. Mm-hmm. We've seen Incredible Hulk. We've seen Iron Man 2. And we've seen, now seen Thor. So your rankings, you have Iron Man, you have Iron Man 2, and then Incredible Hulk. Where does Thor fit in? <sighs> wow. Um, so I was Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor. Correct. I think, ooh, this is getting hard. Oh man, we have a lot of movies to I go. I know. I think I think I'm gonna go with Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, Hulk. Oh, you like this better than Incredible Hulk? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, here's my ranking. Yes. What is your ranking? Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2. Whoa, we yeah. are not nope, nope. not going down the same path no, here. No, I thought this okay. was a little bit better than Incredible Hulk, um, but I still think Iron Man right now, I think it did the best job. Um, I think it's the most fun out of all the movies for sure. The funny thing is... Well, we of, have the same number one. We do. We yes. absolutely do. And the nice thing about these is none of them have, have been bad. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say, you know... I'm not giving it enough. No. They've all no. been very entertaining. They've been entertaining, which is good. So uh, what we need to do is we actually need to get those rankings up on our our site somewhere. We sure do. We definitely do. Uh, but just because it's We need fun. to get it together. Yeah, we need we need to do a lot. So um, so that, that'll do it. All right. Um, what we have next time for our number five, episode five, is Captain America, First Avenger. Which is going? That's to, the whole. That's the official title. Yes, Captain, Captain America, America, First Avenger. First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Very excited to watch that with you. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm. Yeah. It's. It's great to revisit these. It really is. I'm excited. I enjoy it. Uh, so we'll watch that. And again, if you have 
Uh, if you have any questions for us ever for our podcast, please send us an email, mgu23 at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to answer your questions. And again, use that email as well to let us know when Charlie barks. Yes. And the questions can be about anything. It can be about anything. It can be about the Marvel movies. Uh, it can be uh, it can be about our lives, whatever. You can give us a would you rather, anything you want. <laughs> uh, we will answer those questions. Don't yes. make us ask each other questions. No. That's all we do. That's all we do day after day <laughs> that's all we do. fire questions at each that's other. All, that's it. So, uh, but that'll be it. And uh, yeah, until next time, my name is Michael. My name is Gina. See you soon. Bye.